0: Hi, pals. This is Blaine Hill from the Lake Murray Presbyterian Church, bringing, bringing you a simply stated podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 28th, 2020, and I'm going to read to you from uh, Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. This is in the second chapter. Do all things without murmuring and arguing so that you may be blameless and innocent Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world. Uh, so uh, that's pretty feisty uh, from the Apostle Paul, and the command there for us is to do all things without murmuring and arguing. What is Paul talking about? Well, there I think there are two different ways we can fall into the mistake of murmuring and arguing. Um Another way to put murmuring and arguing is whining, uh, frankly. And uh, uh, I I can be guilty of whining, and I bet you can too, Uh, but I won't call you out on it. I haven't even looked to see everybody who's here uh, listening or watching, Uh, but it is something we're tempted to do. Uh, So what should we do instead, Or, or what's the pitfall here? I think it falls on two sides. One, strangely enough, is that whining, the problem with whining is that it's not vigorous enough. It's just grumbling and mumbling and murmuring. Um, This word, grumbling, is a really important word in the Old Testament, and certainly the Apostle Paul would have known its importance. In the book of Exodus, the children of Israel are freed from slavery in Egypt, and when they get to the wilderness... They grumble and mumble and murmur against God. They forget that God brought them out with a mighty hand. And they whine against God, and they whine against Moses as well. Uh, and God, the Lord, becomes really upset with them about this. So when Paul talks about not mumbling and grumbling or whining, as I put it, that, he knows that that word carries, word carries a lot of weight. Interestingly, the church in Philippi may or may not have known about it. At any rate, why this warning against whining? Well, on the first side, as I said, uh, I don't think it's strong enough. What do I mean by that? In the Bible, there is a strong presence of what's called lamentation. About a third of the Psalms are Psalms of lament, where uh, we, we know Jesus Repeats the first line of one on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is what the Son of God says when he's dying on the cross. That's a psalm of lament, and uh, I don't think we could take that as whining. Uh, to, to confront God Himself uh, with the idea that God has forsaken Him is what Jesus does on the cross. That's not mumbling. That's not grumbling. That is taking directly to God the deep grief that Jesus has. And that's what the psalmist does, uh, about a third of them. There's a whole book called Lamentations, indeed, traditionally known to be written by the prophet Jeremiah, who could lament pretty hard uh, and strong. So there's this tradition of lamentation in uh, the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament. Uh, and whining is not lamenting. Lamenting is when you fully take your grief, complaint, and struggle uh, to the very feet of God. Job is perhaps the greatest example of lamenting to God. Uh, Job is fearless and uh, vigorous in his protest uh, about how his life is going to, to the Lord. And yet he remains enormously faithful. Uh, he's not whining. So that's one whining fails to be vigorous enough uh, to be lamentation and to to directly take our trouble to God. So uh, what does that mean for us very directly? You may be facing some kind of trouble. It's hard to imagine this year that you're not whoever you might be. Um, And if it is a deep burden, I would encourage you not to mumble about it, but to shout about it. Uh, to take it to the Lord in vigor uh, with vigor and in uh, strong persecution of your case before the Lord now like job i, I can't I, I can't tell you you're going to get a clear answer the reason you're suffering is a b and c you probably won't uh, but you will get a response from the God who loves you and cares for you. So I would encourage you, if you're feeling something that's hard in your life, uh, don't whine about it. Lament about it. Take it strongly to the Lord. So that that's one half of the equation. Here's the second half. Whining is a failure of gratitude. Or the other thing it can be is a failure to be grateful for what God has provided. It is a, a whining and mumbling and grumbling is to fall into the habit of not giving thanks for what is good about us. And I don't mean this in a Pollyannish sense of, uh, you know, things are terrible, but at least uh, I've got X, Y, or Z. No, I mean something stronger than that. That despite the difficulty or the aggravation we may be facing, uh, that we do have things for which we can give thanks to God uh, and give thanks to the people around us while we're at it. So uh, if you are feeling the temptation to whine, uh, then I would encourage you, the other possible way to respond to it is uh, to instead focus on those things for which you can give gratitude. What can you give thanks to God for? Um, some of you have heard me say before, I, I believe modern psychology is discovering what scripture has long known, that gratif- gratitude is positively transforms our spirit, actually our mind. Uh, So if you're feeling the temptation uh, or the struggle with your own grumbling, uh, you might lament. It may be that you need to uh, move up a gear and take your case before the Lord in a stronger way. Or it may be that you need to shift your attention. And to pay attention to the goodness that God has poured into your life. None of us are always going to get the things uh, that we want in life. Um, Maybe even the things we feel we should deserve. Uh, But it is bad for our spirit. It makes us crooked if we fail to recognize the good things in our life as well. So I want to encourage you to that. Why don't we take a moment? I'll pray for you. and We'll pray together and uh, wrap up for today. Heavenly Father, we are glad that you are a God who welcomes our cries uh, at injustice. And we particularly, we cry out at the injustice in our own land, and we pray that your kingdom might come more fully here in matters of poverty and race and illness in our land, and, and indeed the whole world. God, we also give you thanks for all the good things that you put into our life, the fellowship that we have with each other, whether it's across this electronic means or, uh, God, whether we are actually able to be together. We give you thanks for fellowship together. We give you thanks for the small things like the, the figs that are coming into season and the grand things, life itself, the freedoms we enjoy, all the good things that you have given us. Please bless us. Lord, we ask that you would bless us as a church so we might be your blessing to the world around us. We do pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is good to see all of you today. A few, if I can tell, are watching. I I wanna just say hi to you, Donna and Carolyn and Allison. Uh, It's so good that you're uh, here today. I know some others are watching online and hopefully others will listen later on. God bless you all. Uh, Ben will be here Uh, I believe, tomorrow, and I'll be back, plan to be back on Thursday. God bless.